Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 497. No, it's an interesting business, um, and really, I suppose I'm like a fine art dealer with wheels on each corner of the picture frame. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Adrian Hamilton. Adrian, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I sure am. All right. Great to have you here. Adrian Hamilton is the managing director at Duncan Hamilton & Company in Hampshire, England. They've been purchasing and selling the world's finest motor cars for over 65 years. Some of the most iconic racing cars in history have passed through the company to become part of the most prestigious collections around the world. Adrian took the reins from his father, Duncan Hamilton, who from 1947 to 1957 was one of Britain's celebrated racing drivers. Among his many victories was Le Mans in 1953. And Adrian was a racer as well, competing in touring cars, including the iconic Ford GT40. I'll tell our listeners I've had the great pleasure of visiting Adrian at his facility in England, and it is a magical place where the English countryside combines with incredible cars. So Adrian, I've told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment to share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Sure. Um, well, first and foremost, thank you very much for giving me the chance for this interview. You're welcome. The brief overview is that my father, Duncan Hamilton, started the business in 1948. Uh, he just finished an interesting war whereby he was in the British fleet air arm, flying Spitfires and all sorts of interesting aircraft. Wow. The war came to an end and he had a long-standing passion for uh, motor cars and things like that. And he started his business, which was basically buying and selling interesting cars. He then uh, bought a Maserati for CLT, Grand Prix car with a few pennies that he'd scraped together. Uh, and it became very apparent very quickly that he was actually quite good at motor racing. Mm. He was a strong man. He was a robust character and, and a lot of fun to be with. And then very soon after... Uh, he started racing. Um, uh, Mr. William Lyons from Jaguar, the chairman of Jaguar, uh, spotted his talent and invited him to become a, a works Jaguar driver. Uh, and they competed at the Mall together. Uh, he and Tony Roque, who was a, a very long, lifelong friend of his, 
mm-hmm. and they were a formidable pair. And they competed at Le Moyne 52, 53, 54, 55, uh, and so on. Um, the, the great year was 1953 in the C-Type Jaguar, which, uh, and they won the race at an average speed of 105 miles an hour, wow. which, going way back then, was a, a big achievement. The achievement actually was um, greatly assisted by the fact the car was fitted with disc brakes. Oh. Now, every ice cream van and everything else today has disc brakes, but back then, it was something really stratospheric. Yes. And, of course, as a result, the car stopped at the end of the Mulsan Strait very quickly. <laughs> uh, very the, important. <laughs> the, the, exactly. The um, 4.9 Ferrari was faster in a straight line, but it was on drum brakes, and, of course, the uh, Jaguar C-Type, which was lighter, just cruised on by under braking, and they pulled out a wonderful lead, and they had no problems during the race. The car was dead reliable, cool. and it was fantastic. And, and um, interestingly enough, the total time sitting in the pits for that whole 24 hours was 15 minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And the rest of the time, they were hammering away, the two of them, two hours on, two hours off. And as I say, they won the race at 105 mile an hour average, which uh. was great. And 1953 was a significant year in um, UK history because it was the same year as uh, Queen Elizabeth was crowned and Everest was uh, climbed and Roger Bannister, who was an um, athletic um, man, he cracked the um, four-minute uh, mile barrier. Lo- lots of things happened in 53 yeah. in English sport. Yeah. So, so that was all rather exciting. Absolutely. And then after Le Mans, he uh, drove down with my mother to um, Portugal to a race, the sports car race in Porto, in northern Portugal, mm-hmm. to drive his other seat. I mean, he was a works driver, so the, the works car was um, obviously owned by the factory, but he owned his own personal seat uh, type Jaguar. Um, and he competed in the race, the sports car race, only about two weeks after Le Mans. And unfortunately, on the second lap, he got pushed off by some other bugger and um, ended up um, hitting head-on a telegraph pole, which wasn't very clever. Actually, no, not a telegraph pole. It was an electric pylon. And he was badly hurt. I mean, he broke his neck and uh, jaw and ribs and God knows what else. Anyway, he's dragged off to hospital. But, of course, unfortunately, the hospital didn't have any electricity because he'd knocked the electric pylon down. Oh, my goodness. That that was carrying the power to the hospital. So that was all, all a bit dramatic. Yes. Anyway, he survived, and that was that, and life carried on. 54, the Jagger D-Type then appeared. And, of course, the C-Type was yesterday's donkey, and therefore Jagger sold that car to the well-known Akure Kos Scottish team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they campaigned it for a couple of years and so on. But the D-Type was a huge climb in many, many ways, technically, uh, again, it had um, disc brakes, a much more aerodynamic body. It was an aluminium construction, monocoque construction, like an E-type. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, the E-type evolved from the D-type. And Le Mans 54 came, again, with Tony Rope driving, and they had a great, good race. But there was a, there was a small incident where Rope, um, unfortunately, went off at the end of the straight and hit the um, uh, sandbank, and Ooh. that delayed them a little bit. But anyway, all that said and done, they lost the race by 90 seconds. Oh, no. Uh, which was a pity. 
Yes. So that was that. And so he carried on his racing career through the 50s, and his last race was, in fact, in 58, uh, in his very lovely long-nosed D-type Jaguar, Wonderful. which is currently owned by Ralph Lauren. Oh, no uh, kidding. No kidding. Yeah, wow. It, it's, it's in Ralph. Uh, Ralph bought it from me a number of years ago. Mm-hmm. In 1984, I joined the company in uh, 1967, mm-hmm. uh, having spent two years with the um, British Merchant Navy, and then I was earning £14, 10 shillings a month, uh, polishing <laughs> brass and chipping paint and God knows what else. But anyway, it was a good form of national service. Yes. Um, and it didn't do me any harm having my backside well and truly kicked as a young, lazy youth. <laughs> so I uh, joined the company as I say it was 67 and I've been here ever since Yes, uh, and I've been lucky enough to have dealt with all the finest medicars in the world and, um, and the finest owners as well and I've met everybody from every walk of life from kings and queens to good God knows who Yes, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it I've had a wonderful time during that time I've sold um, nine Ferrari 250 GTOs which is Wow. more than anybody else in the world. Yes. I wish I'd kept one, but uh, I was stupid <laughs> yes. enough not to. 19 GT4, GT40s, God knows how many C and D types. I mean, the list is endless. Yes. But I've been very lucky to have um, the trading name of my father, Duncan Halton, to trade from. I mean, it, it, it's been a, a wonderful um, accolade uh, and for, for us and to have his name hanging above the door. Oh, you know, it is absolutely fantastic. And you've, you've lived one of those magical lives around your passion. And that's why I wanted so much to have you as a guest here. And we're going to learn a lot more about you and your past and your current and your future. But first, as we continue in your journey, I always like to start with a success quote. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in your life and your success. And it's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah. So, Adrian, I know you love to drive. Take the wheel. <laughs> take the wheel and do what? What would you want to take me the wheel of? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, and I'll, uh, before you answer this question about your favorite inspirational quote, I'll let our listeners know that Adrian picked me up at the airport when I met him and drove me out to his place. And I have to say, that was one of the most spirited drives I've ever been on. <laughs> that was that was wild. <laughs> we'll come back and have another one. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and I'll bring my checkbook next time. <laughs> yeah, d- definitely. With without without that, no, it's an interesting business, um, and really, I suppose I'm like a fine art dealer with wheels on each corner of the picture frame, <laughs> um, and they've been remarkably good investments for many many people. And in this country, there is no capital gains tax on the uh, profit you make as a private individual, so you can buy a car for a million dollars or ten million dollars and sell it for whatever you like, and what you make is yours. Isn't that a nice thought? Which is nice, and uh, therefore they have been a fantastic investment for very many, many people. Yes, absolutely. Well, getting back to my question about an inspirational quote, is there a mantra or a quote that, that you've lived by in your life that means something to you? Buy low, sell high, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that is a wise man and a wise answer. Yes, definitely, definitely. (laughs) I think think if we stick to that, we should be okay. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Brilliant. Uh, Tell me a little bit about a story that instigated your passion for cars. I mean, growing up with a father like Duncan Hamilton and being around cars and doing what you've done obviously influenced you. But is there a pivotal moment, as you remember it, when you knew that you were a car guy as well? Well, 
as you rightly say, I mean, I, I was brought up uh, with motor cars and lovely cars too all my life. I mean, literally from very early days, um, right the way through. And, and my father loved motor cars and, and he was always a, a very spirited driver. And of course, I loved sitting alongside him dri- driving to various events and through the countryside because his degree of accuracy in the, and um, uh, when, when driving these cars was phenomenal. And, mm. and I could quite see why he was as good as he was. He always reckoned that Le Mans the 24-hour race of Le Mans was always won uh, at night because mm. uh, instinctively people back off when they can't see very far. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, he had very good vision uh, through flying aircraft during the war and he had extremely good eyesight. And that was the time to really put the pressure on at night mm-hmm. uh, because people had instinctively backed off and that was the time to wind the pressure up and really push hard, hard, hard. Ah, um, And that re- really worked. It worked very well. Yeah, absolutely. There's a little Hamilton family secret on how to win Le Mans. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. But now, Le Mans, of course, now has changed so dramatically because it is 24 one-hour flat-out sprint races. Yes. I mean, in fact, my son Archie Hamilton, grandson, of course, uh, has driven at Le Mans twice, and, and it was rather nice yes. two years ago when he drove at Le Mans, which was the 60th anniversary of his grandfather winning. He drove very well, and but now, as I say, Le Mans is 24 flat-out one-hour sprint races. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The pressure is relentless. And in the 70s, I suppose, I've been to Le Mans 47 times in my life. <laughs> oh, so, my gosh. Uh, I, I need counselling for it. I really do. And I've run eight cars there and so on. And it's been great. I love them all. Uh, I think um, so. Absolutely. Well, Adrian, what I'd love to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk a little bit about a huge challenge or even better, a great failure that you've faced along the way in your career. But the most important part of this question really has to do with how did you overcome that situation and what did it teach you that we can learn the, and teach the listeners out there who might be uh, experiencing something similar to that? Well, um, well, you've just got to concentrate on what, what you're doing and, uh, and work hard and, and concentrate and um, try and do the best you can. And, and uh, In business, I've always been uh, taught to look after people nicely, politely and correctly uh, and you know, not try and be too clever and, and rob anybody. I've never done that in my life. Uh, and I've been lucky enough, as I say, to handle the purchase and sales of some of the finest cars in the world. Do you know, I can honestly say, in the 47 years I've been involved here, I've never had any litigation at all. Uh, sure, you get the old problems with a car that's sort of fallen apart when it shouldn't have done, but uh, I don't make cars, I buy and sell them. But nevertheless, if there's a problem, you nip it in the bud and, and you sort it out in the best and fairest possible way and you um, remain friends. So the, the takeaway there is uh, if there is a challenge, you hit it head on, as you say, nip it in the bud, take care of it right yeah. away, don't ignore it, and move forward. Exactly. There's no point running and hiding because the problem's not going to go away. And we're, we're all human beings, and you've just got to behave correctly, honestly, and truthfully. Let's shift gears here a little bit. Was there a time in your career where I like to say it's one of those career aha moments where the headlights kind of come on, the Marshalls brighten the road for you uh, for this new concept or direction you may have had? And maybe you can tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a more successful time for you. Well, I can't actually put a a finger on the date. I mean, we're actually entering into a a very interesting uh, period now because over the last six years, I've put a collection of Gulf Oil-sponsored 
cars together for a client. Mm. He came to me um, six years ago and bought a X-Works um, Golf GT40, Ford GT40. Mm-hmm. Um, and this gentleman was in the oil business and he said to me, look, I'm interested in buying um, um, uh, some uh, cars in a collection. I've got the GT40. And the only reason I bought the GT40, Adrian, is because I had a model of one at school. <laughs> so that, that was a good enough reason. So yes. I thought about it for a week. I went back to him and I said, look, you're in the oil business, albeit nothing to do with golf. Why not go down the golf theme? Nobody's ever put a collection of golf-sponsored cars together. And, of course, they're iconic colors, uh, thanks to Mr. Steve McQueen, starring in the, the well-known film Le Mans, about obviously what, mm-hmm. um, when he was driving a golf uh, liveried Porsche 917. And that catapulted golf recognition up into the stratosphere. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we set about gathering now a total of 34 golf-sponsored cars, which we have in the collection. Wow. And we have golfs at 917s and GD40 and Porsche 9083s and so on and so forth. Yeah. And there are, there are no other golf cars we need now because we have, we have them all. <laughs> and we're just, just in the middle of building a new 20,000-square-foot facility near Winchester in southern England to house them all. Wow. Um, and, and that's going to be uh, very exciting. And, and that'll be finished and ready in about September this year. Where, where we'll have all 34 of the um, golf cars under one roof. Wow. You know, I'll I'll let our listeners know that when you have a moment, go to the Cars Yeah website, check out Adrian's page on our website, his show notes page, and you'll see a picture of him standing amongst just a few of those vehicles. And uh, when you sent me that photograph, I just went, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that is so <laughs> yeah, well, that, cool. That, that gave, gave you a little splattering. Oh, yeah, a big splattering. I mean, it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, just fantastic. So what a wonderful aha moment to come up with a concept and help a client uh, amass a collection around some specific mark. And, of course, I had Chad McQueen on. Steve McQueen's son was a guest here yeah. on Cars. Yeah, I talked about that time he spent with his dad filming that that film in yeah. France when he was a little boy. I think he was eight or nine years old. So, uh, You're right. wow, yeah, yeah. how fun yeah. is now, that? I, I, I met Chad, and uh, he's, he's a nice man. Yes. I mean, the, the film, the more, was, um, it was terrific, really. I thoroughly I, I enjoyed it. It was very much fun, absolutely. Well, how about proudest career moments? I would assume you've had many along the way. You have fulfilled dreams for so many automotive enthusiasts by finding them cars, selling them cars, yeah. Is there one moment in particular you could share with us that was a real proud moment for you? I think a, a very special moment for me was back in 1984 when Briggs Cunningham, who was a lovely man, had a collection of cars in Costa Mesa, California, mm-hmm. and he owned the Jaguar C-Type that my father won them all with. Mm. Uh, and he owned, it was in this collection, and I chipped away at Briggs for a number of years, about two or three years, I said, Briggs, come on, you, you really must let me buy that car. Anyway, one day he said, all right, well, make me an offer. So I made him an offer of £40,000, which is about, I don't know, let's say $70,000 or something mm-hmm. for the Lamar winning Jaguar C-Type. <laughs> and he said, okay, you can have it. Wow. Uh, and, he, <laughs> and I said, bless you, love you, everything else. Gave him a big hug, and I was on my way um, with a check for that amount of money. Now, he wanted it to either come to us as a family or to Jaguar. Mm. So I got it, the car back, and I happened to be talking to one of the PR 
guys at uh, Jaguar Factory, and I said, tell me, how are you getting on about buying that Jaguar C-Type for the uh, 53 Le Mans winner from Briggs Cunningham? Oh, he said, I think it's in the bag. It should be home very shortly. So I said, well, I'm sorry to bugger up your day, but I, I, I've got it. It's sitting outside my door, and it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, beat him to the punch. That's right. And I owned that car for 28 years, and I took it all over the world to Colorado for the Colorado Grand and the uh, very nice Concorde Delegance in New York and uh, Australia, all over the world. It was a wonderful car. And as a result of owning that car, because we were the only family of a Le Mans winning driver to have the car that a member of that family won that iconic race in. Mm. So, so that's that was special. Yes, uh, very and special. As a result, I met loads of interesting people, and I was invited to so many fun, lovely events mm-hmm. with that car. Which, of course, if I had a rusty MGB, I wouldn't have been asked to. Uh, probably yeah. not. <laughs> no, don't think so. They wouldn't be very interested. Oh, uh, that is a brilliant story. You know, it's a great lesson for collectors out there. I chased a Porsche seventy-two Porsche nine eleven S for ten years. I was relentless at. Uh, contacting this gentleman i really wanted that car and one day when i was about ready to go spend my money on something else i called him and said i'm about to send your money to somebody else one last chance and you know what (laughs) he said okay so persistence is very important absolutely let's have a little bit of fun here i would love to hear about and i'm gonna specify here first really special car for you you've had so many incredible cars pass through your hands so let's go way back to the first one that was really really special and important to you and maybe you could share a memory you have about that vehicle well i suppose the the um <laughs> the first car i ever sold actually it was rather nice which was a, a jaguar mark 7 ah. saloon sedan uh-huh. and i was frankly pleased with myself when i sold it for 150 pounds uh and the rather interesting thing about the car it had a sliding front passenger door because it was owned by a disabled gentleman and the only way he could get in it was to slide himself into it having opened the door and the door opened and slid slid back uh against the rear door oh wow Uh, and that was rather fun uh and that was the first car first car i ever sold so it was rather (laughs) unusual very cool Uh, and i felt about 10 feet tall having sold it for 150 pounds yeah and I don't know how many hundreds of girls later, but we're still here trying to do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, this next question is probably a tough one, but uh, I always ask everybody this. How about a vehicle that you let go that you really, really wish you had back? And let's preface this by not money, because we can all say, yeah, I wish I had all those GTOs back. But let's talk about a car you let go that really had some sentimental value and that you fondly think about from time to time that you wish was back in your garage. Well, there's only one answer to that, and and that is the 1953 Father's Le Mans winning Jaguar C-Type. There you go. Uh, and I did sell it about seven years ago to a good friend of mine. Of course, I live in regrets, but at the time, it was the right thing to do. Yes. I've got six children, and I can't oh, chop it up into six pieces. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that's a car that I deeply regret selling. Well, at um, least it's in a friend's hand, so you can go visit it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No, no, it, it, it's very happy where it is. And one day, if I win the lotto or something, uh, it might come home. You can, you can never say never to anything. No, nope, never say never. Now, let's talk a little bit about this year and looking forward. Are there some projects and things that you're working on there that really have you excited and fired up? Well, I think the uh, the um, big excitement is this new facility that we're building. As yes. I say, it's um, 
20,000 square feet. It's going to be a real state-of-the-art uh, building. It's pretty wacky in design. And we're very excited at opening the doors, hopefully in September. September, and, uh, brilliant. Where we'll have all the uh, golf cars there in one place. And um, we'll be also operating the business uh, ourselves from the, sa- from the same, um, same place as well. Wow. So uh, it's going to be very impressive. Yeah, I can't wait. Great. I've got to get back and visit for sure because I would love yeah. to see what you built there. What you had when I was there years ago was absolutely wonderful and just such a wonderful, serene setting. But uh, can't yeah. wait to yeah. see this new facility. I'm sure it'll be on your website, right? It'll, it'll be all, all the bright lights. Awesome. All the right <laughs> awesome. Definitely. All right. Definitely. So, so Adrian, here's a very funny question for you, a very introspective question. If you were a car, what kind of car would Adrian be and why? <laughs> That's a very difficult answer. If I were, if I was a car, what, what, sort of, what, what, like, what sort of car would I be? Well, I guess something like a, four, um, a Ferrari 250 GTO is probably yeah, one of the most glorious cars ever. Yes, uh, it's wonderful to drive. It's beautifully balanced. It's so different to a 250 short wheelbase, even a, a, an aluminum car. Mm-hmm. Um, but the GTO is something very, very iconic. And, yes. And with any 37 made, they're all in very solid hands, and they very rarely come available for sale. Yep. Uh, and they're they're just. Um, the ultimate, really. I really do feel, feel it's the, the ultimate set on wheels. Yes, uh, they are quite special, aren't they? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, Adrian, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people. But what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Adrian, we're back and we're entering the last lap. You've been a racer. You know what this means. The white flag's out. And it's time to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready to go? Yep. Go, go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, the best automotive advice I've ever received is keep it on the black. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely important. Yeah. <laughs> Abs- I would think. Absolutely. Very yeah, very simple. You know, I'm going to augment this question a little bit because you've talked to so many people and sold cars to people. What's the best advice you could give somebody who's looking to buy a car? Well, the the, the best advice I can give them there is... is Always buy the best, mm. um, and just uh, don't skimp on on saving money. Um, if something's a little bit more than your budget, just stretch your garters, go the extra mile, and buy the very best. Because if you <laughs> buy the best, it will always look after you or your executors if you die, 
um, and the, your executives will thank you for buying the very best. Absolutely. And when I say the best, I mean in history terms, whether it be a competition car, it's got the best competition history of its kind, uh, the condition, the whole ownership train, mm-hmm. uh, everything. You just all, if you always, always buy the best, yes. you'll, never come, you'll never go wrong. Stretch your garters. That's the first time I've heard that one. So (laughs) very very good advice. Now, how about a personal habit that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? Personal habit. A personal habit. Mm -hmm. Just work hard, I guess. (laughs) Yes. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, just concentrate on on the job, work hard, keep the consistency going, and um, don't deviate. Don't deviate. Yep. Yep. Keep that momentum moving just like on the racetrack. Now, how about a resource? I know there's lots of great resources these days, but is there one in particular that you go to quite often that you'd like to share? Um, yeah, there are various websites that you, you can you know, go, go to to look, look at things, and there's Ferrari chat and various other things. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, you know, to be honest, I just concentrate on the, on the, the task uh, in, in hand and on the day. Absolutely. Well, let's say that uh, your website would be a great resource for collectors and enthusiasts to go to and, and enjoy. Well, yeah, that, that, that is true. But to be honest with you, an awful lot of my transactions don't even, uh, the cars never get advertised. They mm-hmm. don't, never appear on um, uh, on any websites or anything else. And so uh, there, there's a lot of um, under-the-radar under type deals that um, take place. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this next question is about a favorite book, and I know I have a book that uh, is called titled Touchwood. It's about your father, which I really enjoyed. But is there a book that you'd like to share with the listeners that you think they should read? Well, Touchwood is number one. That's an enjoyable book. And then uh, there's also a very good book written by Ennis Ireland, who's an old friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, called All Arms and Elbows. Mm. Yes. Uh, and that that's a great uh, great book. I mean, knowing Ennis as well as I did, uh, it adds to the um, attraction of the book and, and the enjoyability of it all. Absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners you can find links to these great resources at Adrian's very own show notes page on com slash Adrian Hamilton. And these books, along with the uh, past 496 guests' recommended books, are on a special page on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books for Quick, Easy Links. And Touchwood is a book I've read. It's really fun. Get your hands on that book and read it. It's great. All right, Adrian, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question can be a real doozy. If you had to be pared down to only one collector car in your garage... But don't worry about the price, because I will bring my checkbook to this one. What would that vehicle be, and why? Well, I hate to be boring, but I guess it's the 53 Le Mans winning Jaguar C-Tab again. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And, and now I'm re- repeating myself over and again, but, but that has got to be you know, the, the ultimate car for, for me and the family. Yes. Um, because of, obviously, w- what occurred and... Uh, what it did, and um, you know, once it's done, it, it's there in the history books forever. Yes, absolutely. Well, I kind of thought you would mention that car, and of course, that's a great choice for you and your family. I hope that does get back in your garage one day. Well, Adrian, yep. you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I, I've really enjoyed reconnecting with you after all these years. I want to thank you for sharing your amazing journey, ongoing journey with the Cars Yow listeners and with me. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into that English countryside in that 53 Jaguar C-Type, the Lamar winning C-Type? Mm. Just enjoy every moment. 
Yes, absolutely. Get the wins for your hair, flies on the teeth, uh, and enjoy every minute of it. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? Just keep tuned in to DuncanHamilton.com, and um, that'll show you pretty much what's going on uh, on a pretty regular basis. Absolutely. Um, and I hope they enjoy it. And, uh, I hope they come and see me, and, and I will be delighted to su- suitably attire them. <laughs> there you go. I know you will. You're awesome, awesome host, gracious host. Well, listeners, again, <laughs> you can find links to everything Adrian shared today on his own show notes page at carsyeah.com. Just take Adrian in the search bar, and his show notes page will pop up. And congratulations on the new facility. I want to thank you for being so generous with your time and your expertise today, calling in all the way across the pond and for sharing your experiences with the listeners and with me. Adrian, until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you very much for um, asking me to join you. It's been a great pleasure. The pleasure was all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!